You are watching us on Rumble, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and then you can listen to us on all the different podcast platforms out there. Thank you so much. So tonight, it's e-cowers. Tonight, we're talking about e-cowers. Joelle and I have got a lot of um, information to get out there, and we want to be able to share that with you. Obviously, you can ask some questions, but we're sticking to e-cowers tonight on all of that. And then, Joel, we'll be putting up the link to the e-cower course, which is a game changer. It's a game changer. There's a lot of misinformation about e-cowers, but boy, the way we train them, it's just incredible. You can you can teach any obedience command. You can stop any unwanted behavior. You can have a dog with a great state of mind, and you can do it with a great communication tool called an e-cower. And unfortunately, the the misinformation is just like everything else in the world. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And um, it's false. It's, it's, it's an outright lie. You can always tell when people make a comment. It's like you don't know what you're talking about. It's just so obvious because they're cutting and pasting these comments. But let's talk about all the great things. So, Joel, when, when, when we're talking about e-cowers, let's talk about some important things that I think a lot of people aren't doing prior, um, whether that's prior training, whether that's um, understanding the cower, and whether it's understanding how to actually put it on the dog. So let's let's start right there with that. So as far as first of all, well, there's a lot you need to do beforehand. Right, so first like, where do you even want to start? Right, okay. So first of all, with obedience training, we want to separate out obedience training and behavior mod. So obedience training, we actually obedience train all dogs with a reward-based system with no e-cower. It's all done with food and leash. So we do that first. We actually get the dog up to correction level. So you actually have a really good leash trained dog. We're also getting the dog to have a better state of mind, not as much arousal. All those things we're doing first. Now, can you stop some dangerous and unwanted behaviors right off the bat? Um, yes, even if you haven't done your obedience yet. Now, some things you can avoid not correcting yet, like eating poop. Just keep the dog on a leash and don't let it near poop for now. You can get there like really quick, or you can use it for eating poop, um, barking at the door. You can use it for that, counter surfing, getting in the trash, um, just destroying things, um, uh, jumping on people. So those things you can do right away. You can do those things right away. But let's talk about obedience though for a little bit, because that's what the misinformation is. If folks are under the impression that you just push a button and the dog will actually do an obedience command. I mean, they might do a default fault, but like today when I walked Coco and um, uh, uh, Duke on the walk and they were forging a tiny, tiny bit, um, um, I would just turn and they would go into a down. Like 
I didn't tell them to down. I didn't use any tools. Right, right. But they also do it because they're like, oh, we probably did something wrong. Let's go into a down. So it doesn't really make a difference, you know, with those dogs, what you do. A lot of the times they'll just default into a down. Um, but what are some of the things that when you start getting into e cowers, you obviously take it out of the box. And we're going to go basic here. When you take it out of the box, you want to make sure that um, the handset's charged, the neck piece is charged. You know how to turn it on. You know how to turn it off. You understand what the dials are. We only use the, we set it on continuous only. We only use the red button, which we're going to assume it's a one dog right now. Black. And, and black button, did I say red? Yeah. We, we use the black buttons. Okay, we, so we don't use boost, we just use the black button. So, and then we just, if we want a short tap tap, we just go tap tap. And if we want longer, we'd hold it down. So it just makes it a lot easier enough to remember what buttons. We do not use vibrates. A lot of people are using vibrates because they think it's kinder, gentler. I've seen so many dogs, whether it is or not, isn't the point. The, there's a couple of points. Whether it is or not, isn't the point because you, dogs will blow through vibrate very, very easily. Um, also, it might be over, also, it's too much for a lot overwhelming. Of it's overwhelming for dogs, too. So you've got that issue. Um, but let's talk about fit. Because people, are, I don't think they're spending enough time on actually fitting the actual collar. No, so what no. would, so what's the, what's the, um, a couple of different things you can talk about, like, as far as proper fit of the collar? Well, if it's too loose, you have no collar. Because if it's not making contact with the dog's muscle, right. you have no collar. Or skin in general, people yeah. sometimes put the box here, like on the like a bark collar or on the back of the neck. It's like, no, you want to have it on either side of the mm -hmm. neck. That's where the main muscles right. are. Right. You want to have it snug enough that it's not sliding around, but you don't want it so tight that it's you're not perfect. giving your dog pressure sores. Right. And people will say, oh, the e-collar burned my dog. Right. It's like, no, when you have two little metal prongs on your skin... For too long, right. you're going to get a little sore. Right. You Even, have to rotate it side to side. Too plastic, you know, anything. anything. Now, you mentioned not on the back. Now, you actually can use it on the back. A lot of the small dogs, you can use it. Some of the really chunky yeah. dogs, some of the little chunky dogs, like that you can't get good contact. But you can also shave down a little bit of the fur. You can do that as well. A lot of your huskies, um, some, believe it or not, some doodles, some shepherds, um, just, you know, a lot of your, 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 very furry dogs you can do that with but you need contact you have to have contact and you need snugness and a lot of people don't have that and then also what some people are doing when they're not quote-unquote training they'll loosen the collar up but still leave it on so it's like weird. don't do that you want you want to make sure you don't miss a training opportunity an informational opportunity so that's always really important the other thing too is that like oh before you use the e-collar let your dog just wear it for a few days like why so you don't need do not do that you don't need to do that you don't need to do that at all um that's I don't, I don't know where that started you don't need to do that and then also you don't need to feel it so many people are, are under the thing was like yeah i mean you can feel it but don't use it as a gauge to what your dog feels because that's just a silly 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 thing yeah because like the two of us feel it at different levels mm -hmm. so that's like, like so just think about that dogs we have dogs that feel that it's extremely low we have dogs that's working levels are 50 60 70 like they don't care um also quality we should probably have started out with quality uh, the quality of the e-collar we like we, we, we like dogtra and we like e-collar technology now they, there's different models 
in those companies and you go to their website and you can read about them. Some of them are distance, some of them are intensity, um, some of them have different functions. So those are the ones we really, really like because you can go up and down the dial by ones. That's really important. Uh, so that's as far as fits. Rotated every few hours, so you don't get pressure sores. Those models are not going to burn your skin. They just won't burn. Also, like I, people are like, oh, I have every one of the owners try it. But why? Why is that the only tool that, and maybe prong collars, do you have them put on gentle leaders on their head? Do you have them put on a... Um, try dog food? Well, no, but not only that. Do you have them do a martingale? Do you have them do a flat buckle collar? Do you have them do a slip lead? Do you have them actually even do a choke chain? No, no. Why just those tools? Are you, why are you trying to prove that it's not going to harm the dog? I can harm a dog with a choke chain and a slip lead. If I had one tool ever to harm a dog, I can kill a dog with that. I can't kill a dog with a um, with an e cower. But give give me a slip lead. It's actually pretty simple to but do. Also, though, the whole like oh feel it. It's like, yeah, when you're training historically on very low levels, but what if you have to give the dog a correction? It's going to be very uncomfortable. Correct the owner on the level you'd correct the dog on? Right, exactly. So it's, 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 it's it, again, it's like, it's a false sense. And, and why is that that's the only thing you're actually demoing on the owner? Why are you not doing other things? Like, why are you not demonstrating all of your stuff? Um, you know, obviously, there are clicker games out there that people do. And those can be effective for the timing. But again, those are timing things. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get them used to the timing of it. Um, so you don't, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Um, so incorrect fit. What happens also is if like sometimes when a dog lays down, if they're putting, it was too loose, but now it's obviously making mm -hmm. good contact. Also, remember, dogs' necks expand and contrast the over the course of the day. Sometimes a dog will tighten up its neck when you're putting the collar on. I, I, we had one dog that came in, um, Max, actually, one of the worst separation dog, anxiety dog we had. No, it wasn't him. It was that really aggressive Oh, dog. it was the other, it was the other silver the pity. pity. We, we kept him all the way at the end. Hey, what was his name? I don't know. He's so aggressive. Uh, yeah, and, and he, when we put the collar on him, Within an hour, we actually had to tighten up it by six holes. That's how much he flexed his neck. Oh, and um, me. I can't remember yeah, his name right yep, now. Yep. I, know, I know his family lived in Elmhurst. He was like one of the most dangerous dogs yes. we worked with. Yep. And his family ended up doing really, really, really great. Mm -hmm. um, so be careful about that fit. Also, another thing is when you're training your dogs, so we have two Dobermans in here now. Courtney's got a bunch of dogs at her place. But the two dogs here... As soon as I, before I even let them out, in the morning now, I put their collars on. Before they even go potty. No, it should be. Because though. I don't want them, because we have a protocol on, which is not even an e-collar conversation, on how you, how you leave your kennel, how you leave the back door, how you, how you wait to come back in, when you come back in, how you go directly into your kennel, how you wait for your food. Like, so we have protocols for everything. And that's not even an e-collar conversation. That's just a general training. Tra training, tra training thing. So that's really, really important that you're um, not just putting it on, oh, the dog's not listening to me right now. I think I'm going to put the collar on. So those are common I issues that people have. Um, let's, let's answer, see if there's any questions that apply to anything I'm talking about right now. Okay. And, um, and then before I keep moving on. Um, Desiree says, 
binge watching the e-collar course today. Can't wait for the live sessions. Great. Okay. Yeah. So we have a few e-collar courses out there, but the live is going to be really, really fantastic. So the live is under $100. It comes with a lot of bonuses. Joel already put up the link. She'll put it up a couple more times. I would encourage you to buy it now. Instagram, you can just comment workshop and the link. Will right. So if you're on Instagram, type in workshop right now and you'll get the link. Um, and the great thing about this is it's five days one hour each day with an untrained dog. We haven't even met the dog yet. It's a great Pyrenees, um, and it has a good amount of unwanted behaviors, and then it also needs to be trained, and you're going to see it live. So it's lots of troubleshooting. Like, we don't know how the dogs can respond to training. But also, another thing, 100%, it's so funny when I say this, people always like to argue about it, which is fine. They argue about everything I say. Um, 100% of dogs out there can be trained on a knee collar. We can't say that for food. We can't say that for toys. We can't say that for affection. We can't say that for any other communication um, at all. But 100% of dogs can do it. You just have to know how to do it. Now, some folks will say, well, maybe, well, some dogs, you know, that dog didn't need it. I'm like, well, all depends on what your bar is. It depends on the lifestyle also you want to live with Right, right. If you just want a dog that's going to do the bare minimum, walk around the block on a leash with you, then no, you probably don't need a knee collar. But chances but are. Our clientele, the people that we work with, want off-leash reliability. But also have a, lot, a host of unwanted behaviors as well. Yeah. That's another thing that the conversation out there is a lot of people are saying it's not used to inflict pain. And I always pipe up, I'm like, Actually, it's a fantastic tool to inflict discomfort or pain. Does that mean that's how we are training all of our basic commands? No. I don't know why that is such a hard But one. when you, I don't know why people, they have to justify. It's like, oh, I'm not hurting my dog. I'm like, well, your dog's hurting you because I can see your arms are all scarred up. Your dog's hurting your kid. Your dog kills other dogs. Your dog gets into dog fights. It's like one to three seconds of momentary discomfort is not a terrible thing. It is not a terrible thing, but we have to put it in the context. Everything has to be contextual. We spend 10 times, if not, what is it? A hundred times, you know, 95% of the time um, teaching a dog what to do. 5% of the dog teach, time teaching the dog what not to do, but people come to us for that 5%, you know? Um, so that's really, really important. What else do we have that's applicable? Mm, let's see. Avi says, hello. Hey, Avi. says, hello. Sid says, evening. Hey, everybody. Hey, Sid. Morgan said, are you answering questions about e-collar use and separation anxiety tonight or just general e-collar? Just general e-collar. We just wanted to do talk about just more from an educational standpoint, a lot of the misconceptions, a lot of what people should be thinking about when they're um, thinking about e-collars. But, you know, if you have a question and we think that it's because we have a Q&A you know, tomorrow night, we have a Q&A tomorrow night. We had one last night, so we're going to do another one tomorrow night as well. All right. Next. Um. Jolie says, really looking forward to this. Attended a seminar a few years ago in Washington, but seemed to have forgotten a lot of the details. Mm. Oh, yeah. The course will cover it all. Yeah, the course is going to cover that all. Also, there's a Q&A. There's Q&A. Yeah, it's, it's interactive with us. If it's actually really great. What did you do there? Yep. Can you show that again? Yep. Okay. And what's going to be really great is whether I'm filming and Joelle is training or Joelle is filming and I'm training, like, she knows exactly what I did. So yeah. she can say, she can be like, Someone can say, what did Jeff just do there? And she doesn't have to ask me what I did. No. She knows what I did. 
because she can tell because she can look at the dog and then look at me. And that's what we're trying to get people to also do is like, watch the dog, see how the dog responds to things. I'm about to sneeze here because a lot of people will say, I don't know what levels to use. It's like, what the dog will tell you, the dog will tell you just like, you'll be like, up, oh, yep. I feel it. Mm -hmm. The dog will tell you that as well. Jay Bones said, I do want to feel it, but just to test to make sure it's working. I've had some callers just stop. No, no, no. You can feel it just to make sure it's working from that sense. But what a lot of people are doing is they're like, they're having their owners, oh, it's just a tingle. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to make sure that it's a tingle when I test it on you. Yeah. I'm not going to, it's like, I'm not going to like blast you on a hundred. Different sensation. But your dog's counter-surfing or eating poop. It's not going to feel like a tingle. But I'll tell you what. Let's say you're. Let's say you're trying to stay sober. Oh my God! Oh my God! Neighbor kids are screaming. So, say you're trying to stay um, off drugs, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm following you around. You, you know, you've hired me full time to follow you around to make sure you stay off drugs, and I put a knee coward on you, and I always have it set to a hundred. And if you pick up the phone and I look at it, and that's your dealer, dealer. and that's your dealer. I hope you black. I nail you at a hundred. You're not. You're. You've got to drink. You got. You're an alcoholic. You go to the liquor store before. You, right as you're about to walk in, boom! I nail you at a hundred. You are in a bar and you said you're going to get soda water, but I see you still told the bartender to throw some gin or vodka in there, and it was going to look like soda water. Bam! I blast you right there. There's a time and a place for all these things. So again, are we trying to keep the addict and the alcoholic alive? keep their family together. I mean, there's a lot of correlations if you think about it, because there's the breakup of the family, there's you being kicked out of the house, there's you losing your job, and eventually you could actually lose your life. And dogs will then want to behaviors, we can pretty much say how parallel that actually is. But for some reason, folks are not talking about like making things uncomfortable well, for the this dog. Is a good point right here. So Cry with Hem says, have you seen the reactive dog subreddit? People resort to behavioral euthanasia so quickly and i truly don't think that people try everything no no they, no, don't. they don't so they try what they're comfortable with the, so the, they might say they've tried everything and my response to that is i've tried everything you've tried everything you're comfortable with or know about so it's like what is that what reactive dog subreddit okay yeah, Rea you're killing reactive dogs you need to find a trainer that can actually actually help you we have free content that can help you what's really funny is if you posted any of my videos i, I don't i'm not on reddit um if you post any of my videos in the reddit th feed so whoever posted that up all right whoever posted that up take one of my take a reactive dog link oh my god just take the link to they the take the link to the reactive dog course they it's called chaos to control copy that link post it up in the feed saying this is a great course on stopping leash reactivity i assure you we can make an over under bet 15 minutes over under it gets deleted what do you want to wager five dollars and what's wager maybe 20 dollars that you'll be can you ban people off reddit feeds i think so okay you'll be banned yeah you'll be banned in fact in the top I have seen in forums before, in the very top from the admin, it says, no videos or mention of Jeff Gelman allowed on this page. And I'm like, is, are these adults? Are these actually adults, like, like making these? It's like, it's incredible. It's really incredible because it's such a disservice because what's really funny is a lot of these people are like, 
who the fuck's Jeff Gelman? Let me go look him up. It's like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. And, 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 and by the way, I've been with you guys for two years on this fucking goddamn feed, and well, you haven't helped me. the thing with a lot of those online forums people just want to bitch and complain but they don't actually they, want they actually results. they don't want results yep so what else dog dog ops and adventures says hi i love your content oh thank it's you so much right yeah um, yeah <clears throat> let's see i think that's it for the Okay. Questions. So let's, let's keep it. We'll be answering more questions, but we want to be able to give people in, information. And this is all because we have a great course coming out. Notice how we're doing more pre support and post support of yeah. our course, of our courses. Because we're going to be doing a lot more of that. So get used to it. It's like, are, are we doing this so people buy the course? Sure. But the educational, like, you know, the percentage of people that are going to buy this course that are watching are small, but the educational component is huge. Mm -hmm. And then we also offer post-training. We do a forum on Zoom. If you bought the course, now you have a Q&A for the people that just bought the course. If you didn't buy the course, you don't know about it. So we just started doing that. We did one for separation anxiety. So if you're like, geez, I bought a course and I didn't get that. It's like, I know, we just started doing well, it. That's also why we have the community. So you can yes. jump on any coaching call anytime because we do two of them a month. Yes. Yep. Um, okay, but here's something I want to talk about is, you know, you hear everybody say, you've got to introduce it properly. You've got to introduce it properly. Mm -hmm. Again, you need more context because most dogs that come to us right at our seminar board and train whatever the case may be they come in hot they're lunging they're barking trying to break out of kennels their arousal is up through the, through the roof those dogs are not going to get quote unquote a proper e-collar introduction mm -mm. they're going to get corrections right away mm -hmm. higher level we're not saying 100 necessarily no nope, no nope, but high but high enough to stop the behavior right then once we get them in a state of mind where they're actually going to comprehend what it is we want to teach, we can go right back down to working levels. And the dog is not all of a sudden going to say, oh, my God, right. I'm so scared. Right. right. They're two completely mm -hmm. different sensations. Right. And when we're conditioning the e-collar, we're using food. We're using praise. There's lots of positive reinforcement. Tons of reward so based. That, that association can be right. made. Right. But when you're talking stopping unwanted behaviors and introducing an e-collar for obedience right they're two completely separate things so i think a lot of people get scared right because they come on the show right oh my god fence fights it's reactive can i correct it or do i have to like fully obedient no on no, no, no. correct it right away but that's what's being spread right. it's like you have to properly introduce right. it which i don't disagree there is a way you do have to probably to but, introduce but, the but, right but we need more contact. And, you know, and, and on the flip side, when these dogs are hot, coming in hot, what a lot of people say is, oh, my gosh, you shouldn't be correcting the dog heavy because it'll make it you know, hard because it'll make it worse. First of all, in 20 years, I've never seen that happen. I've only, I've only seen success when it comes to stuff like that. But this is the thing. How do you do that? Well, we wait a, little, a couple of days till the dog compress, decompresses. So you just wasted a couple of days. How about if the dog barks in its kennel all night? What do you do? Ignore that? But if when you take the dog out of the kennel, it tries to bite you. Do you ignore that? People have to understand that, like, there's dogs. Maybe your dog doesn't do it, but a lot of the people's dogs out there are doing this. Mm -hmm. um, um, well, wait. Once you build a better relationship with the dog, it'll calm down. Or take it, exercise it, exercise it. The dog's trying to attack me. I can't exercise it. So there's a lot of like all of these nice sounding theoretical concepts. 
which just don't work. They don't work. And someone, I'm, have they ever worked? I'm sure there's dogs out there or a dog out there that that has worked. But that doesn't mean they can't benefit from e-cows. Every dog that is breathing and that is alive and that is, that is, that, um, is, is um, in your house can benefit from e-cower training. Um, so introducing it for obedience, there's huge amounts of food um, or whatever the reward you know that you're using is huge amounts because this is the thing it's all reward-based training for obedience that's how we train our obedience with reward reward-based training now are we using a clicker in food sure do we use um verbal praise in food sure do we use an e-cower in food sure do we have a leash on when in all three of those things yes like these are just avenues of communication to the dog. That's all they are. The dog doesn't look at it as one better than the other, except for some dogs won't take food, but they'll respond to leash pressure. So you just have to find out that. So that's where the knowledge has to come in. And that's why, again, a lot of our courses like Green to Graduate. So Green to Graduate is a course that takes you through the whole journey from an untrained dog to a fully off-leash trained dog. And there is an e-cower section in there for folks that wanted um, that as well. Um, Another thing is you hear everybody always, again, like I feel like we're, I'm just sitting here like busting myths because. It's all the stuff that I see it every day. I run our social media. I see the comments. I see the DMs. You know, the another big one is it, overusing the stim, right? Oh, if you if you overuse the stim, the dog learns learned helplessness or whatever. That which is which is which is so rare. But again, we don't want to overuse stim either. Mm -hmm. If we find a dog, like because we get a lot of dogs that have been to like trainers before us. So you can always tell we're actually undoing a lot of bad e-collar training. Mm -hmm. These dogs want to be like, they need to be prompted to do anything. Mm -hmm. They won't down without a sim. They won't recall without a sim. Mm -hmm. We don't train that way. Right. We actually want these dogs avoiding the sim. We want them on hundred percent verbal compliance right. because we don't want to be nagging our dogs and always having sit down, play like, that is not the end goal of right. the e-collar. Right. The way, at least the way we teach it. Right. And let me just interrupt that for one second. Hold that thought because when you said we're undoing other trainers, now let's clarify that though. We're not undoing a trainer using it in a horrific way. No, it's just how just, they just, just, teach. It's just in a way that they, they didn't get the dog technically off the e-cower and it's always being prompted, which is not what the goal is. The goal is, is you get dog, all dogs under verbal control or default control. So there's not like, there's not a ton of dog trainers out there. I should say a ton because that's 2000. There's not a, a lot of dog trainers out there that are just going around blasting dogs for no reason. Now, are there trainers out there that are quote unquote blasting dogs using high levels? Sure. But what are they doing though? We're one of them, but what are we doing? We're stopping unwanted behaviors. So, um, sorry to interrupt. You. I actually don't remember my thought now because you interrupted me. I'm so sorry. But the point is, oh, that's where I was going to go with that. So they say don't overuse STEM. But like define over what's overuse, right? Like because when you're in your conditioning phase, you want to make sure you're using it a lot. So the dog understands the language. Mm. If you skip that, 
So you can say, oh, I'm being nice and not using a lot of sim. Your dog's going to be super you're, you're not educated. You're not, you're not educating your dog. Right. You're not educating so your dog. Like, we need context. And right. how are you teaching right. with a remote caller? Yes. And then the other huge mistake I see people doing is once the dog does get to a really good place. They don't get off the sim. No. They stop using the remote altogether. Oh, and then it. they only put it on. One, oh, the dog's backsliding. Guess I got to go back. Right, to right. They don't give it enough time. And then why is my dog becoming caller oh, aware? Right. It's like, because we need consistent. Yeah. The people it's like all these little things they just that's the, that's the thing about e-cowers is you can be you can get you can make so much progress so quickly, but you still have to get your reps in. You You've got to get your reps in. The reps, yes. and I feel like that is enough. Oh, it's the lazy way. Oh my gosh, dog, it takes so long. It's like it's more reps than ever, yeah. if anything. So I don't understand who is. Who decided that? They, they just make those are all cut and paste responses. It's like if, if you really think you could just put a collar on your dog and click a button and it, it's trained, then why are there dogs? There's so much misinformation. But everyone that, would have perfectly trained dogs. Then. Wouldn't that be easy? I would. I would love that. I would love if I can train all my obedience with that. I love if I can. I can train a great recall with just like literally dog that doesn't know recall and just you know do, and just do it. So I think it's important that people are not. They're, that's part of the conditioning stage. It's like you're not getting enough reps in over and over and over again because you want to teach the dog. Uh, we have we have a whole system of priming, CS, NCS, and then and then punishment. And it's important that you you want the dog to um, understand how to turn off the collar, and then eventually you want the dog, your dog to understand how to avoid the collar. And then that's when you start getting a dog that's very very compliant. And then you also have to have a dog that if it does something wrong and it feels the stem, it knows what to do. It doesn't just freak out. So there's a lot of education that goes into the dog in order to achieve each one of those results. Each one of the results. Um, what else? A lot of people are when a dog feels an e cow for the first time, they look so they 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 look nervous. No, but but a lot of dogs will look nervous, fear. This was the part that freaks people out. When I when when we talk about like ignoring body language, it's like we're not across the board saying ignore body language you want to be in tune with your dog but be careful that you don't get sucked down this road of like oh my gosh my dog all of a sudden is trembling and i'm like well we have dogs that tremble when we as soon as you put a leash on them and as soon as you stop all their if, if i have a dog that just constantly jumps up on people and we can stop that in just like what half is one session meaning like literally like minutes so now when it would normally be jumping on people, it's trembling instead. It's just it's just over arousal in there. It's just over arousal. So we have to be, be careful when a dog feels a new sensation. It doesn't look like this normal when dog. dog is introduced because we get this a lot as well. Um, we work with a lot of like first time dog owners, and mm. they've never actually implemented a a any structure, any structure. training right. like, regimen right. So when they finally put a leash on that dog, they start demanding no even e collar. Yeah, yeah, right. My dog's super nervous all of a sudden. Right. It's like I know. Right. You've never asked your dog to do right. anything ever. Right. right. It's late on the couch. Yep. It moseys around the house. It doesn't listen to you. It barks out the window. Mm -hmm. And now one day you're like, "Hey, dog, we're gonna start doing stuff, and you have to listen." Right. I mean, there are, there, there, there are dogs that like, say, say you never stop your dog from just barking at the door and say you go up and grab its cow and move it out from the door, which is dangerous to do because the dog can redirect on you. 
Let's just say you picked up a leash, though. You had a leash, a leash drag, because you should have a leash drag on an untrained dog in your house and out of your house, actually. And then, then, then all of a sudden, you just grab the leash and you pull the dog towards you, and it's still barking. It actually lunges towards you. Does that mean that actually using a leash and pulling your dog away from the door made the dog aggressive? No. But that's what people will say. Exactly. Yeah. It's no different than any other tool making the dog aggressive. It's not the tool that's making the dog aggressive. It's just your dog has never been pulled away from the door before. Um, and then you do, what another great thing about the e-cower is you can do a lot of stuff silently, but you sure as heck definitely don't have to be screaming at your dog anymore okay. if you're screaming at your dog. So that's important. Some questions. Okay. Uh, a lot. Um, mm. Do we use the winged comfort pads? Sometimes. Depends on the dog. Yep. yep. But this is the thing. It's like, what's use what's available it's all going to be on how the fit for your dog is or your client's dogs if you're a trainer and um i think they've improved the wings a lot so i will say back in the day when they we, did, we didn't we the metal was different them. they would rust they were they would give more pressure sores than usual yep. but i think they've improved the design yep. now. well i think they got rid of the nickel too yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean i'm not against them yeah if yeah dog is really some people swear by them they swear by them so we just get good fit with other other contact points apparently our smoke alarm reminds apollo of amateur porn on Pornhub. hearing that in the background so we should probably fix that soon i didn't realize that they that's the thing i guess well was that like the countdown to shooting your load timer <laughs> oh no it's probably because they're shooting them in someone's apartment jam <laughs> blinking smoke alarm okay i've tuned it out but now I'm like, yeah I've, I, I've tuned it out it. yeah first of all it's not it's one of the ones in the closet by the way did you know that it's in the closet yes oh like one that it's, a, down? it's spare so it's we have still beeping? we have to take the battery out but it's been beeping for a couple of years i think seriously since we moved in <laughs> it's been beeping well it's like where even is it like we've i we'd have to find it it's in one of them it's one of the it's in one of no it's in one of the plastic tubs no you walk when you walk by the door it's like you can hear it come out of the door. Oh, yeah. that's funny. So, so by the way, that smoke alarm is behind a door in another How room. How do you hear that? In another room. Good ears. Yes. All right. Um, let's see. Makina says, so can we use the e-collar to correct hyperarousal related behaviors while separately introducing the e-collar and going through CS and CS for obedience? Exactly. Yeah. As well as a bonker. A bonker works even better sometimes. No, and then bonk. The, that is our, our, our go-to for hyperarousal is the bonker that's our go-to but yes the e-cow can also do that but sometimes though it actually gets the dog even more aroused so you don't know until you know but it'd be funny it's funny because a great example is snacks the dog that we just um, sent home with separation anxiety with no more separation anxiety came in with separation anxiety um at the very beginning when he came in the e-collar would ramp him up in the kennel oh, and he would go nuts in the kennel. By the time he left, actually, by, like with after a week, you know, um, he'd feel the stim and he would just go, oh, I'm supposed to be laying down. Mm -hmm. So it did actually, so it's all, it's, but then that's where the troubleshooting comes in and you need to know how to work through arousal. So you need to know how to get your dog from an aroused state to an unaroused state. Speaking of yeah. porn on pun. On, on porn and speaking house. of, can you tell him to stop licking his nuts over there? My dog. <laughs> well, obviously when people are talking dirty on the podcast, yeah. your dog starts licking its nuts. 
Um, will an e-collar help a dog that's scared go on walks? So the thing, great thing about an e-collar, this is another line that's out there. Share how you help dogs that are scared of fireworks. Two separate things. Two, so. That's a Wednesday question, by the way. We have a course on that. We have a we have a course called uh, Bang Boom, Bang. <laughs> something else. Okay. <laughs> really going down. This poor, this poor night, this poor night here, right? And it's only sixty nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we're changing the price. Every course is $69 tonight. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. It's true. It sure is. Okay. Did you get your sweetheart in? No. You didn't? No. Well, Angelo and I did. Huh. Hmm. Now, we, still time. now we know where we stand. Um, so. Uh, it will help for the walks, but. You have to do, but there you gotta teach, you teach right. what you want. And we teach that in our courses. So we teach that in our, we have a, so we teach that in Green to Graduate. We have a walking course, Mastering the Walk. We teach it in there. We teach it in um, other lives we've done. And we'll be teaching it in the live that actually is going to be for sale. We'll teach you how to do it. Every time you've got a, a dog that's stubborn, fearful, anxious, nervous, skittish, leash reactive on a walk. An e-collar is a fantastic tool. A lot of it goes against common um, heart processing. Oh, that's where you get a lot of this. Processing. Well, processing the information from your from your heart instead of your head. Interesting term. Human emotion. Heart. Is that your heart process? I'll do it. I will make a big effort to not criticize any of your diction. Um, actually, it'll take no effort at all because I would never do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. So you'll hear though, oh my gosh, don't, don't be shocking a dog or using the e-counter. It'll make it worse. Okay. It's someone that actually rehabs fearful, anxious, nervous dogs that are afraid to go outside. Guess what? We have 100% success rate on getting those dogs to overcome that. And a tool that is widely used in that is an e-collar. But you have to know the foundation work first. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to know how to use the e-collar to get those results. And we teach it. Apollo Murphy says, you may have touched on it already, but if my dog is 100 miles per hour charging at another dog, does shocking typically make them stop or will they see that as maybe the other dog corrected them so they need to attack no they don't know that's that's or will they know that it's me giving them a hard stop okay here we go again now now let's just spell all this out first of all i don't know if your dog will know because i didn't train it i don't know you and i don't know your dog but in, in a general question can you get a dog to go that is chasing deer and in full drive, spin on a dime and come running back. Yes, you can. But what does your training schedule protocols look like? Now, with an untrained dog, what will it do? It can do anything. It'll keep running. It'll lie down flat. It might go off to the right or the left. I don't know to make sure the dog knows recall that's why you train recall and that's why you proof recall and that's why you have to make sure the dog during recall training during the training feels high levels on so, a long line. so you know what the dog is going to do in an enclosed area and on a long line because you don't want the dog just running around the enclosed area either you want to be able to you know you know grab the leash if you have to but that's all part of the multi-stage 
process that we do, you do that's not the first thing you do. That's actually one of the last things you do in recall training. Next. Let's see. Enjoy the journey dog training. So can you explain how your protocol is so successful for the dog to learn the e-collar? CS, NCS, and correction differs from other ways. Some other people may use different features. So all I can say is this. I don't, why are we so successful? Not to sound cocky, we know what we're doing. We've trained a lot of dogs. We're also successful without e-collars. We're also successful with state of mind. We're successful with behavior mod. We're successful for obedience. We're successful with puppy racing. But if you really want to break it down, and this is why like, I love our live courses because I get to like really... I talk most of the time and Jeff just works the dog, but I'm in the background like talking the whole time. But it's no, the way we condition the e-collar is no different than we, the way we leash train a dog. Right. First we shape up. It, the it mirrors it. Yep. Then we introduce the concept of leash pressure or continuous sim. They're the same, right? Dog's going to feel a little bit of leash pressure till they do the command. And then suddenly the it goes away. Away. It's very, yep. comes. Yep. Wow. Horse, horse people can relate to that as well. Then we move on to our NCS, which for the leash is the same thing. We'll say the command. If the dog doesn't, they're like, we don't do anything. Damn, I don't feel any leash. Well, we'll reward the cool. dog. Yep. Damn, I get a reward. Yes. Same with e-collar. Yep. Then eventually dog does the command breaks. It gets a no with a leash pop, a.k.a. a correction. Same with e-collar. Yep. You broke command, no yep. with a pop or a higher level stim. So the dog is so well-versed. Right. By the time we even get through our leash training, when we go to remote... It's so it's so easy for them to oh, understand. Yeah, sort of already know this. It's just like yep. a little bit different. Yeah, but you still got to teach them and you still have to start from the beginning. You can have a dog that's... Un so here, here's a great example. Another example... We, we've had dogs that have come in, they were trained just without, with free shaping, so they were never had a leash oh, on. Yeah. They never had a leash on, mm -hmm. but they know all their commands. Just put a leash on them and give them the slightest bit of leash pressure guidance, and they actually freak out, mm -hmm. or they have no idea what you're talking about. Like, the dog, when you say down, the dog flies to a down. Put a leash on the dog, say down, the dog won't down, just give it a little bit of gentle pressure. You even use food Stop. lore with pressure. They don't know what you. They don't know what you're doing. And they know what you're doing. We. That's why it's like everyone. You know, everyone throws that at us. Why don't you just train it with food? It's like, of course we, we, we do. Food is not reliable. Food in fails. The real world. Food fails. If Always. Your dog doesn't nope. know the language of the leash. No. Nope. And your dog is at a cafe with you and breaks it down, and then you're trying to lure it back into a down, and it's like, it's, well, it's impractical. How are you going to get your dog back into a nope. down? Even small distractions override food training, but large distractions often override food training. Then also, people have to realize the majority of the dogs that you see, like in competition, these are genetically designed dogs to actually excel at work. And it's not necessarily always the breed, even though a lot of, you know, Border Collies, Malinois, you know, um, uh, German Shepherds do excel really well. You know, labs do excel, but we also get dysfunctional dogs in all of those breeds as well yep um let's see i have a lot of questions tonight sorry guys because we're ranting we never really do shows where we get to rant the whole time so. we're not we're just educating no i know um let's see constance says joelle just want to say you're looking extra pretty tonight in your cute black sweatshirt yeah, thank you she looks extra pretty all the time Let's see. She was the prettiest in the morning. And if I need an e-collar, that would be best for my dog. Very dog reactive. Epileptic four-year-old German Shepherd. 10K on training. Thanks for the info on Dogtra that vibrates and shocks. Mm -hmm. um, 
but the, well, most of them vibrate and shock, but don't go to vibrate. Yeah. Don't go, don't go to vibrate. You don't need vibrate. We have a very strict program on how we train and how we train. So you can, you can train. And remember, it's, in, you, you, we, that's why we lay it out. That's why we love our courses because they lay everything out. We encourage everybody to learn how to train on an e-collar. It's real because, first of all, even if you decide not to use an e-collar, the training concepts are, are very, very similar, very similar. So it, it dramatically helps you. Um, Allison said that Pickle has been off remote for years, but noticed her hearing is going. Um, so she's going to pick back up. Yeah, yeah. They're great for deaf dogs. Collars are great for deaf dogs because it's the same concepts, but you're just doing hand signals. Yep. And you're also, how do you get a dog that's running away from you to recall to you when if it, it can't hear you? When it can't hear you. Right. Yeah, e-collars work. It's cool because you can even do like special stim patterns. Yep. So you could do like tap, tap, tap means like turn around and look at me. Like, yep. That's the hunt, hunt who, dog. Who doesn't want that kind of communication yep. with their dog? Hunt dog world does that. Yep. Um, Holly said, did you know your how to properly fit the e-collar video? It's still a product video on e-collar. Is it? That's pretty cool. Mm. Look at that. Hmm. Um, let's it's an see. old one. Uh, Joyful Canine said, I've learned that everyone wants to be the nice e-collar trainer. No such thing, good and experienced. There's, um, it's getting worse too, because there's a lot of trainers out there that I know, I know exactly how they train and they're really portraying themselves as like the nice e-collar trainers. And I think we're very nice e-collar trainers, but I think what's happening is they're not being honest. They're just not being honest. They're blatantly like lying to you. We never go above 40. I'm like, I've seen you go to 80. I was at your seminar a long time ago. It's like, I know what you do. It's obvious. Anybody that's working with difficult dogs, first of all, what, 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 what are you trying to prove that you don't go high? Not even difficult dogs. We have had some of the happiest go lucky, like golden retrievers. They can care less about low they numbers. They give a shit yep. about e collar levels. They're yep. just like, I want to. Run around and jump yep. on everybody. Jack, Jack Russell's and yeah, but it's like that's like, but why? What is the problem? What is the problem? It's all because nobody wants to seem like they're being mean to the dog. But it's like your dog dogs are destroying people's lives. Mm -hmm. Dog might be on death's death's door. There should be no limit to what you can do. Next, um, Roger says once this e collar goes on my account, is it there forever? Yes, yes. You, you own it forever. Yep. And again, go, definitely you want to pick up the course because once the course is actually launched. Like the price goes, the price goes up. This is the pre, you know, the pre, the pre-course um, launch price. Snuggle Bun says, "I've heard trainers say that you should only be using e-collars for three to six months. I wonder where they get such an arbitrary timeline from." So that's a their lot. Ego. So that's their ego speaking. That's so, so that's their ego speaking, really. Yeah, I mean, our dogs are seven years old. Do they listen without their e-collars? Yeah, but, of course they but, do. but that's again, that's a, such a disservice. So again, yeah, they're responsible dog owners where if we're going to take them out on a trail. Off, off leash, off leash. They're going to have their equipment on. Right. It's, this is it. This like, they're not training for the owner when they're with a comment like that. They're not training for the owner when you make a comment like that. You're actually not thinking about the owner. That's ridiculous. I know so many trainers that keep e-collars on their dogs, and they're very good trainers. They're so good that they're smart enough to keep an e-collar on their dog. It's, it's not a bad thing. That's the narrative. It's like, but also stop thinking it's a bad thing, folks. Not, not you folks, but a lot of people, it's like, it's not a bad thing. We've been brainwashed. We've been brainwashed, brainwashed, brainwashed. Constant said for deaf dogs, there's a specific hand signal you would use for teaching out. 
Just you can make up anything. I would do like shoe. Just get out. Oh, I would as yeah, but you can make up and make something, but just be consistent. It doesn't yeah, matter. It can be anything. You can do a chicken dance. Chicken dance. That's right. The macarena if you want anything. to. Anything. You can do this. Yep, you can do anything. I think we did that for a dog once. Yep. I think that what was that for? I think it was if we wanted her to look at us. Like if we really wanted like eye contact, we'd be like. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd look at you or look away from you. Desiree says, my frustration is when we're in the semi. He goes off when people come up to talk. So, again, what what levels are you at? Increase the number. I feel it ups the arousal. Okay. Sometimes there's a messy middle, though. Are you totally capping the number, capping it? Are you squashing it? How high are you actually going? So, what number? what number are you going to? And, yes, it can increase. But you, if this is also what you do is you role play it over and over and over again. You set up this scenario. People come up, they walk away, they come up, they walk away, they come up, they walk away. And you make sure each time that happens, it's an educational moment for your dog. Jolie says, I'm going to end up with all your courses. Three GFCs, five months, five years, and seven years. Puppy jumping and mouthing, oldest fearful of fireworks, and not having any of the new, also female puppy. Yeah. I mean... The, the thing is, eventually our eventually our community, which people can also be joining, because it's at a eventually it's going to be a thousand dollar community, a thousand dollars a year for the people that buy now. Your price stays the same as long as you just keep renewing every year. But we're going to be putting a lot of courses in there. So now there's just a one stop shop. You just, you just everything everything's in there as well as coaching too. Snuggle Bun says every one of the courses are worth it, and the community is fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We put a lot of. Um, love and effort into our courses. yeah and so does so so yeah but in, in the community i'm thinking about to see the community i'm like but, but it's like so do all the members they yeah, put a yeah. lot they put a lot of dedication and love into it for yep. real yep. i love reading everybody's posts yep. um let's see joyful canine said using food does fail also it doesn't make logical sense that you continue that you can remove something by adding something to the equation that's what positive punishment is for yeah but we don't even talk we don't even talk in those words because that is confusing in itself dog trainers argue about quadrants they argue about them so imagine an owner like owners also don't care they honestly do not care they don't care about all this stuff that dog trainers do they want results they want things simple all right learn how to tell your dog yes learn how to tell your dog no Understand learning theory for the dog. Understand how to work on the dog's state of mind. That's all they really care about. Most people say to me, I just did a council the other day with two, two males in the house that are fighting. Mm. Guess what they said? Which quadrant do I use? No. Jeff, how do I stop this? Right. I thought you were serious. I'm like, did they really No. But, 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 but <laughs> it's like, they don't care. No. And they guess what? They want it. It has to be stopped now. Mm, yeah. Sure does. Yeah. Allison's, uh, no, it's not Allison, sorry. I bumped it. Metal Chicks does that I could cry with the support of the community. I love our little solid canine community so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's the general um, concept behind it. There. Yeah. I'm really, really. Yeah, it's true. Um, do we have a course for dogs who hate blood draws? No. No, but you don't need a course on that. Like, there's, you don't need a, but you don't need a blood draw course. I will, this is what I'll tell you. I actually like them. When I had my heart attack, I was getting friggin' half a dozen blood draws a day or every, more than that. I'm just in the morning. Oh, yeah. I can't even look. I got so many, I got so many blood draws. You know, well, you have a, but you have an IV stuck in you. So, so they just like, I've had an IV in me before. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, damn. 
I'm sitting there. You know, you can, I should get, you got to get paid for this stuff. Um, but we find that a lot of that stuff goes away with just our basic training and our just eliminating over arousal. But for a blood draw, just make sure you can stabilize the dog and then let the vet do what the vet has to do. McKenna says, what do you do if the e-collar corrections just make them more aroused? That's the problem I'm having when correcting with the prong. We'll probably reach out for a one-on-one. Yeah, so the prong absolutely ramps dogs up. We'd like you to, you probably can switch. The Dobermans we have here, I just switched out today to dominant dog power. To dominant dog power, yeah. So you do a dominant dog power. We have a lot of dogs that are just on slip lead remote collar um, um, setups. But as far as this... We often have, that's why a one-on-one is powerful. We often have dogs that get ramped up with any pressure at all. Leash pressure, spatial pressure, remote pressure. Um, actually, you get dogs that get overly excited with food, too. They can also start demand barking. We can show you how to work through that. So what you would do is you'd schedule a one-on-one, film yourself working the dog. I look at it. I can tell you exactly what to do. I did a great remote collar film session with a dog. They turned the camera around right at the front door. Had a great session with 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 a couple. Um, and uh, we were able to stop the dog from going after um, uh, one, one of the in-laws. Next. Brittany says, it is such a fair protocol. That's what I was so, that was so surprising for me. I assumed all it was was say the command, the dog fails at the command, and then shock because he didn't do it. Repeat. I couldn't have been more wrong. That protocol, yeah. a whole different language. Yeah, it, it, I'm glad you you really summed it up perfect. And I think that's what a lot of people, usually people that say these comments that are negative, actually don't know how e-cowers work with dogs. They don't know anything about e-cower training. They actually don't because their ignorance is just being shown right off the bat. So that's why you have to just discount all those things, discount all those 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 comments because like the people who say that that is what they've done. Or that like, I've tried an e-collar and it didn't work. Right. It's like, well what did you do? Or it's what people that have never used one, that's what they would do. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's where your head's at, huh? Shock my right. It's like, it's like so you're actually the lazy one. Right. That's what you think right. you're gonna put a collar on and just shock your dog. Right, exactly. This is funny making a comment like that without knowing anything about anything. That's why we're doing this as well. So what what else? Let's see. Um, Holly says, I've come across more than a few trained dogs where the owner never got training on the tool from the trainer. Yeah. So, of course, there was minimal success at home. Yeah. Whenever you get, whenever you're, if you do a boarding train with someone, make sure you always ask how much human training you get. Mm -hmm. That's really important. Um, what age can you start a puppy on e-collar? Believe it or not, depends what you, but now here we have a context. Mm -hmm. So it depends what you want. Like, we just stopped a whining puppy at 13 weeks old. Because it was whining in its crate, it wouldn't stop, and the owner was struggling for about two to three weeks. It came here for a boarding train, and um, the first night we put a knee on the dog. And people are like, "You can't do that." I'm like, "Why is it that every time we do it, we're successful?" Then puppy's doing great. He's got better public access and training than most. Yeah, that's dogs. that's Benji. He actually, I'm driving him actually back to Virginia. Angelo and I are taking a road trip back to Virginia. But he, we started his. E-collar at like 15, 16 yeah. weeks, but he had such a strong obedience foundation before. Again, that's like what we can't stress your foundation work enough because if you're just going to go right to e-collar, which you can, like if you can, yeah, we can, we have the skill set. We just yeah. don't teach our clients that way because it's a little bit more troubleshooting involved, right, but right. we don't advise 
the average, I guess, dog owner or first time dog owner to just go straight to remote. No. Put a foundation. Learn, on learn, learn leash handling skills. Learn leash handling. Yep. Learn some food luring. Learn some shaping. Get your timing really good. Understand your markers. Right. Yeah, then you can supplement your training with yep. an e-collar. But you have time. If you have a puppy, you have time. There's no rush to go to an e-collar. Um, Kelly says, I have two issues with my two dogs. They go bananas at delivery men and bark at people in the neighborhood. I plan to take the e-collar class. Will this class help me resolve these issues? So we're not going to be covering like reactivity directly, but we will absolutely get into the concepts of it yes because what happens because it's live we never know what's gonna happen like on one of them coco remember she reacted at our neighbor she like lunged at the neighbor on live camera mm. and we had to correct her and we had to show everybody that's an e-collar yep that's, that's what it looks like but like once you're once you get through the course and you feel more confident in the tool it's gonna just make sense to you then, then, oh yeah then it becomes common sense okay right like i know yeah. when to correct i know how to do this like we're educating you so you become a more empowered and competent handler. Yeah. That way, no matter what protocol or whatever you have to set up, right. you feel you'll be okay able to, doing yes. it. You'll be able to actually start solving problems by your own, too. Right. Yeah. Because it's like we could make a course on every single thing that a dog reacts to, but it's like once you, but you, don't need once to. you get your foundation training, mm -hmm. then you can carry that yeah. on to like Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. So, um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, seven fifty-eight. Anyway, all right, time to get going. So everybody, um, if you want to, you... just Carpentry Corp said you guys are on fire tonight. Oh, thanks. All right, we went from e-collars to porn. Yeah, to, I didn't get Jeff a Valentine's Day present, so go to um, go to uh, put the link up one more time to the course so people can buy the course because mm -hmm. it's very inexpensive. So it starts February 23rd, by the way. If you can't make it live, because it's going to be at like 12 p.m., um, you'll get the replays. And then you have access to the replays for life. You get access to all the pre the previous versions of the e-collar live, because this is the third time oh, wow. we're running this program. So you get both the 2023 workshops. You get the Stopping Bad Behavior workshop, which where we cover mm. how to stop jumping, how to stop barking, how to stop counter surfing. So you'll see how we do those higher level correction protocols mm. um and you also get the troubleshooting workshop damn that's like a thousand dollars oh that's a great it's great that's, we, that's we, fantastic we empower you guys. yeah yeah awesome awesome everyone well can't wait to see everybody there don't forget tomorrow night we do a q a 7 p.m eastern standard time we're going to be doing our normal what would jeff do q a and you'll see us sitting here just like this but i'll be having a big smile on my face for my wonderful valentine's day gift all right Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.